Welcome to the Heal and Awaken podcast. I'm your host, Aparna. And today I will share with you about self-care. Self-care is such an overused term and it has so many different connotations. It's almost lost meaning. It's become a cliche. And today I want to present to you hopefully some new ways of caring for the self. So the very first uh, question that I have for myself when I thought of this podcast was, what is the self? Who is the self? We have this notion that our outer identity is who we are. And so we invest everything into our outer identity, how I look, what my name is, what I do for work, whether I'm married or not, whether I'm rich or poor or middle class, whether I own a beautiful home or not, and these become our outer identities. And if we haven't cultivated a relationship to the inner parts of ourselves, we begin to believe or we hold very strongly that only our outer identities our true identity. But from the yogic Ayurvedic perspective, the mind, the body are just outer layers of our being. And of course, they play an important part in our reality because we need a body to be here on this earth and we need a mind to function in this world. So part of our journey together today is recognizing the needs of the body and the mind and part of our journey is to really understand the inner self the higher inner self and how we can connect to it a lot of people think self-care is going to get a manicure pedicure a massage yes those are all very nourishing and fun experiences and we all need them if that's what we believe in and crave for but we need to also experience caring for the body on a deeper level for example in the yogic ayurvedic line of thinking The body is considered to be a beautiful, unique combination of the five elements. So it's unique to each of us. And in order to care for our own unique body, which is the imprint of the five elements, we need to really understand how these elements function within us how they manifest in us. So very generally speaking, Ayurveda has three kinds of body-mind types. There's Vata, which is primarily driven by the energies of air and space. Pitta, driven by the 
um, energies of fire with a bit of water and kapha driven by water and earth. It doesn't mean that the other elements don't exist in these doshas. They do, but they, they're primarily run by the main energies of kapha, which is water and earth, for example. So when we begin to observe and notice our own bodies, for example, my body is a pitta-vata type of, my, my personality, my constitution is a pitta-vata, which means I'm primarily driven by fire, air, and space. And when I know this, on a deeper level, what this means, I'm able to provide the kind of care for this body that is most close to what its needs are. For example, I need to make sure that mentally I remain cool because it is driven by fire. I have a lot of mental energy, I have a lot of stamina, and I can burn out if I'm not careful. My body is more vata, so air and space. So I tend to have dryness. I tend to be very fast moving in, even in my mind. So I have to watch and caring for myself requires me to know, okay, today, right now, what is going on in this body? What are the needs of this body? What is the unique challenge that I'm facing <clears throat> with this body? And how can I meet those needs? So although the pedicure and the manicure are fun and awesome and relaxing, we're looking for these deeper looking for these deeper cravings of the body and the mind especially the body right now in this podcast. We'll go to the mind next. So Ayurveda offers some beautiful solutions and practices to care for the body. So each dosha has its own needs. So vata people, because of their dryness and spaciness, can use warmth and oleation, warm foods, touch, yoga, particular kinds of yoga, more grounding yoga on the floor, yin yoga, those types of poses. Pranayama, of course, is good for all the doshas. <coughs> Pitta people, they benefit from being in greenery by the water so they can cool off and be nourished by nature. Kapha people need a little more drive and fire and motivation because they're so relaxed and flowy. Kapha people can eat more of the drying foods because they are generally more damp and moist. Pitta people need to eat cooling foods because they run warm or hot. 
So if not daily, a regular oily self-massage is in order for all doshas. Making sure to spend time outdoors in nature every single day, no matter the weather, as long as you're appropriately dressed, is also a beautiful way of providing self-care for the body because the elements in you, in your body, can harmonize with the elements in nature. Some form of exercise every day, whether it's walking, swimming, of course, yoga, asana, is very, very wonderful for the physical body. Eating right for your dosha is also because the the physical body is primarily composed of the five elements that we take in through nature, through food. So food is our direct connection to nature. So what we eat directly impacts the doshas. So learning about which foods are good for each of the doshas is very important for our self-care. And then there's the big question of, do I have time for this so-called self-care? I'm going to challenge all of us and say, yes, there is time. If you look at your day, and if you write down how you spend each hour of your day, you will find gaps there where you are potentially wasting time on things that are not really that important, like spending time on social media, YouTube, etc. That is the time that can be invested in these self-care practices. If you can't do a self-massage every day, I recommend you at least do it every other day. It's very, very beneficial for the body, for the tissues, for the muscles, for the nervous system, for the bones, for circulation. And cooking, you don't have to cook big feasts every day. Simple meals like some cooked greens, mashed yams. If you, if you eat animal food, then a piece of fish, some roasted vegetables, maybe a small amount of brown rice or quinoa, and some dal or lentil soup. Very easy to prepare. Yes, it will require some organization on your part, some planning, but it is for the care of your body. It's a very worthy investment. And now on to the mind. So we give so much importance to the mind. Every thought that comes through the mind is like this super important thought 
and we get so addicted to it we get so attached to it and we think that every thought that the mind thinks must be so crucial to our well-being to our life to our every moment of our existence and the reality is that the mind is the mind it's is doing its job of circulating thoughts the mind is still the surface part of us so how much credence do you give to all the thoughts that go through your mind are you able to just observe the thoughts that come and go are you able to use the mind for the job that it is here to do i often tell my clients just use your mind to make appointments to show up on time to go to the grocery store buy items on your list to drive carefully to read beyond that simply be an observer of the flow of your thoughts because every thought is transient it comes and goes and even if it comes again and it will go and we don't know if it's going to come back again and much of our mental work is just it's just what we've picked up social conditioning believing that we're not good enough believing that someone else is better than us believing that we have a raw deal in life being angry with people for being bad drivers having hatred in our hearts for family members all these things we've picked up so in our social conditioning or in our karmic patterns and when we become the absolute observers of these thoughts we begin to notice that we can actually create a distance between what the mind is churning and what reality is So I have mentioned meditation in almost all of my podcasts. Meditation is a powerful tool. All yogic practices are powerful tools to reach your own divinity, to reach your own higher consciousness. If we stay in the surface of the mind, it's doubtful if we will reach those deeper layers but when we begin to meditate we're able to go from the chattering mind to perhaps a gentle agitation to observing thoughts and feelings to a deeper stillness and finally to the deepest stillness the very core of your being that's self care being able to go to the deepest core of your being where you experience your own stillness this very deep silence pure consciousness pure awareness
If that is your true identity, don't you want to remain in that identification more and more and more? So one beautiful meditation practice is the heart-based meditation founded by Dr. Paul Douglas, one of my Ayurveda teachers. You can look it up on heartbasedmeditation.com. It's very affordable. And perhaps one of the most valuable investments you make in your well-being, in your consciousness. So while we know that the churnings of the mind are not truth, we do want to become aware of the sacred nature of being human. A lot of spiritual practices will say, disregard the mind, don't connect to your feelings, um, just attain, go to the higher chakras, be in the crown, be in the third eye. I completely disagree with that. Although we don't want to identify with the mind, we want to be engaged in the observation of the fluctuations of this mind. We want to honor the feeling of pain or agony or sadness, loss, even pleasure. These feelings, these emotions, they're guiding us on this evolutionary path. They're very important to our well-being and our self-awareness. So instead of disconnecting or distracting and escaping from these feelings, some of which can be very painful, a huge part of our self-care is making time to become available to these feelings. And that means being with it, becoming intimate with it, but needing to do nothing about it. And being so committed to this sacred journey that you're willing to be with it till it transforms into wisdom and self-awareness about two years ago I went through a big life change it was a necessary life change and for almost a year I felt this big void in my heart Sometimes it was a complete empty void. Sometimes there was a fullness to it. But each day I woke up, I still had to work, was still parenting, taking care of all my human responsibilities, parental responsibilities. And each day I felt some kind of heaviness, and it felt like something in my emotional body was dying. But I didn't know what it was. 
But I knew without a doubt that this was a very necessary phase of my evolution. So each day I would wake up and I would acknowledge to myself, oh yeah, that feeling of some inner emotional depth is here once again. I am very good at self-care. I would say that considering my life experiences, the choices I've made in my life, and the kind of work I do, um, this kind of self-care has sustained me and nourished me, and I've survived on it over the years. And so I was able to be in that place of something in me is dying and being present to it. Some of the deepest work I've done in my life is to be present to it while I still navigated my worldly life. I honored the feeling of something is dying in me as very holy and sacred and very spiritual and I made myself available to it. So if tears came, I allowed myself to have those tears If nothingness came, I allowed myself to have space for that nothingness. And after about almost a year, many layers of unfolding and unraveling, finally, a new me was constructed. And the only thing I had to do for that was to surrender to it to allow myself to go through all the many layers and stages of this feeling of something in my emotional body is dying it was not easy it felt very lonely at times but it was necessary and this is something I had to do for myself nobody could do this for me and nobody can do it for you either But, and, I was and will continue to be fully available to this kind of self-care. There is great value to being with what is uncomfortable. Because, honestly, as human beings, we're lazy. It's very easy for us to surrender to pleasure and good times. So we have to train ourselves to be very uncomfortable in times of challenge, in times of not knowing. No matter how many books we read, no matter how much we talk about our problems, all transformation happens deep within us. So if we can take this experience, we can take knowledge, and we can allow it to settle within us, in our self-awareness, then wisdom will blossom from within us. And that is the highest learning. That is the yogic path. I have clients who tell me they've read so many spiritual books 
and I'm not interested in knowing which they are at all because that doesn't mean much. That's an intellectual exercise. So to me, self-care has three components. Caring for the body through food, self-massage, yoga, exercise. Caring for the mind through meditation and breath work, pranayama, yogic breathing. Thirdly, being with what is without getting attached to it, without being depleted by it, but being with what is emotionally and allowing that to be transformed into inner wisdom. So you're welcome to do your spa days and wine nights with the girls and all those things that we do. Those are important to our happiness and our sense of belonging connection to our community and friendships etc but what is really important is what we are doing for the inner being so this is my invitation to you my invitation is are you able to sit with what you are experiencing in your emotional world. Are you able to make time for your self-care, for the body? Are you committing and or already committed to meditation? So there you have it, my friends. This is my version of self-care. So if you want to learn about heart-based meditation, please visit heartbasedmeditation.com if you're interested in working with me privately please reach out to me through my website which will be in the show notes and I thank you so much for listening to the Heal and Awaken podcast my name is Aparna and uh, please share and review this podcast please let me know what your experience is of these podcasts what you're learning what you're experiencing and if you feel at all inspired please consider making a donation thank you so much for being here and for listening to the heal and awaken podcast